Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today I have with me a soul sister and a fellow priestess, Christine. Um, She's in Pennsylvania, she's a mom of two, and she has been going through a very, very interesting awakening journey that I think, if I'm correct, started just a couple years ago. It's not been that long of an awakening journey. Yeah. Yes, it's been about almost two years now, like one, a year and seven months or so. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. So very fresh. So for context, Christine was in um, one of my programs and whenever she would share, and we had a couple of readings, a couple of like private calls together. And whenever she would share things, I was just like, wow, the stuff that's coming through for her is so interesting. The stuff that that you are experiencing, Christine, is so interesting and your way of describing it is so interesting. And I, so I really wanted to have you on the podcast, to have a conversation about it to share. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcasts and everyone that's on there. It's such a wealth of information. I hope anything that comes through today might help resonate someone else and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm positive, positive change. So thank I'm you. I'm positive that it will. Thank uh, you. So do you want to maybe start out by just kind of telling us how your awakening felt like what, you know, like when it happened and, and what it was like. And because the other thing about your awakening journey is that like it, it kind of came on like hot and heavy. Like there was no like gentle, slow, awakening. it was like, kaboom, and she's awake. And I like, I feel like you're awake to a degree that would have like had my head spinning. If I had woken up that fast, it would have made me very dizzy. And you're doing a great job at integrating. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would describe it the same way. It's a constant need to like anchor in reality and um, ground and question use discernment I try I'm trying my hardest it's it's I've noticed the level of deception is <laughs> extreme it's almost like you know when dealing with a narcissist sometimes the you can unravel it to a point and argue it to the heavens and it's just never going to be right so it's almost laughable at this point I guess laughter is the only way you can <laughs> get through it sometimes but uh yeah, just interesting, interesting things like having visualization sensations of people being around me. And then, you know, I'm just trying to live my life. It's almost like a Truman show kind of experience. I would say I would describe the initial awakening. That would be probably the kind of um, (laughs) mental evaluation of like your life assessment it just seemed to be like everything at the same time like um (laughs) dark and light at the same time and seeing it in everything feeling it in everything and it's just like being open to it and allowing 
it to come in and just trying to sit with it. And then I feel like the past year has been like physically integrating the information that I took in. Like, I feel like it didn't even last. I don't, it was like two weeks of such high energy and understandings and terrifying things that would be coming to me mentally, um, sometimes audibly, but it's just the sensation of like never being alone. And then it's the awareness of, well, I, I think I need to be okay with this because I also understand and can clearly see that there are other levels of this reality in different dimensions. And being open to that, I, I know that I'm supposed to, there's a reason that I'm here. And I know that I've trained in different lifetimes and gathered enough knowledge to to be one of the people that is here. But it's almost like <laughs> reflecting all of your values in a mirror and trying to evaluate, like, do I even know what is real? You know, it's like when you break your, your mind and fracture everything, that's sort of like how it felt, I'm sure. For, isn't that how it is for everyone? It's a fracturing. When you have an awakening, a shock in that time and space and the energy that is carried in your emotions and your memories, and your mind, it's, it all, uh, I don't shatters, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I really feel like it's to be rebuilt into something else. It's, it's not, you could see it as like, um, a breaking to destroy, but at no point did I feel that I wouldn't be able to rebuild myself or, or really felt alone in the sense that I didn't have the strength to deal with this or that I was actually stronger. I, I think that, um, a lot of it, like that shattering feeling, the way it comes through to me is almost like we were living lives in response to a movie screen and that movie screen was flat and fake. Mm. And the movie screen like shatters or dissolves or however anyone experiences it. And then you see how much is behind it, but mm -hmm. you also don't really have the like consciousness bandwidth or the mental capacity to actually hold that realization. Yes. And, so yes. Like, and you try to reconstruct the movie screen, but you yes. can't really, because now you've seen behind it. And so it's like this, then, then. And after we go through that phase, then it's like this process of like allowing ourselves to see more and more and more of the true reality that's behind the movie screen. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's just, I'm not sure how to introduce this topic into the conversation, but um, being a mother of two, my children, um, my daughter is very sensitive and it's was clear to me I guess this is probably the catalyst to the to my awakening at this point because some of the things that she was saying to me I could not discredit and I could not argue <clears throat> I could not ignore um she she was coming to me and talking about birds and it would I would observe her visually looking around the room and I would notice her reaction. Sometimes she would become quiet. Uh, she started to 
kind when she would get hurt instead of coming to me with open arms and saying like, ow, this happened or, you know, being free to express however she's feeling or however she needs to. It's like she's now being quiet and hiding. And it's just, I noticed these things. And in talking with her, she started to describe a creature that didn't have a mouth and had lots of tentacles, almost like an octopus, she like mm-hmm. described it as, but it would talk with her in her mind. And she would see things too, like it would show her things. And I sort of, that it was coming through in a way and hiding behind an energy that was in our house that I sensed as soon as we moved in. When we moved in, it was 2014 and we were happy about moving in. Everything was great. Then we started to do some work in here, like painting and normal things. You know, you hear that when you start to do work in a house, it kind of stirs things up. Um, (laughs) But I would hear heavy footsteps and whistling and wake up every night, all of a sudden, like waking up quickly. And it's like something woke me up. And then I would always feel like something's behind me. Like it's, you know, and I would, say to my husband I really feel like this is a problem we need to resolve this because I can't live like this like there is an energy here that does not want us here or is trying to get our attention I can't communicate I was afraid of it it was a ghost I was afraid you know um now I just understand ghosts to be people (laughs) it's not something that's irregular it's everywhere it's energy it's the essence of a person stuck in a time loop and you know, it's just, I wanted to do anything I could to clean that up, contacting mediums. And we got to the point where some of the things that my daughter was describing, the medium was also describing, and they did not talk with each other. My daughter was two. She described that a man was attacked and they hung him by his neck on a rope and put a cloth on his face and hung him from a tree. That's what she told me. She's two years old. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. and it took, I could also tell that it took a lot for her to say this to me. Like there was something there trying to uh, tell her not to communicate. And I would often have to encourage her, like, you can tell me and anything that's here that is scaring you that you don't want to be here. You have the power to say, you know, but I had no idea (laughs) what we were up against, but you know, I did have that mentality and energy always. Uh, but it became clear to me that we needed some assistance and I, I couldn't communicate and still can't most of the time. But this energy, it seemed to be something I thought was surface level or maybe one dimension, like at one lifetime. But it seems to me that it's something that uh, has been following us for lifetimes. And it's uh, about time that we sort everything out and clear everything out and... Um, I feel like my part in that for my family is holding that energy and trying to detach myself emotionally from these stories while also engaging with my family who I love deeply, which is my core essence, my memories, my everything. It's my family in this lifetime. So it means everything, but also understanding that we have done this before. (laughs) and it's not just this lifetime that we need to be aware of that we need to be um directing gently (laughs) 
it's like it's they're all in, entangled, right? All like a lot yes. of these lifetimes are entangled. And one of the, and like the, some of the energies that you're up against, like some of the things that are kind of hiding behind that one ghost of the man who was hung, which I believe that is what happened to that man. But then I feel yeah. like bigger energy behind that, that is like really dark. And that's yeah. the thing that's, it's almost like it was using that ghost to like help interface with your daughter. And when we did an Akashic reading, I guess we did a couple around it. What I remember about it was it, it very much feels like you and your daughter, like on a certain level, man, this is so hard to describe. And this does not apply to everybody's situation. Um, but you, you and your daughter and possibly others, it feels like you have, I don't know what to call them. Like, I don't know. I don't want to call them people. I could call them reptilians, but it also feels like more than that. Like, I, I don't really love sort of like putting everything on the reptilians, you know what I mean? But anyway, there are these, basically these dark souls who, or dark consciousness beings, I guess, um, who think that they own you. They own mm-hmm. the both of you. And mm-hmm. like, they believe that they own you. They believe based on a lifetime that I connected with in Lemuria, the Lemurian times, like kind of probably around the first massacre, I think, um, in Lemuria where they, you were like, I don't know, this like considered the spoils of like war or a massacre. Like it was a, like a rape and pillage and take the, Mm. take the, the women for themselves. And I remember seeing that you were branded on your butt cheek and then you were like I have a birthmark on my butt yes yes it's in the shape of a cloud apparently my daughter has also made comments to me that it means I come from the sky Hmm. (laughs) she's like that means you come from the sky and sometimes she says she wishes she had one but I know on that deeper level what that means and so I asked her why why would you because what does a brand mean? It means you're, you're owned, right? Like that's marked property, right? But a soul and love energy can never be owned. It 100%. cannot be controlled. It cannot be. And so it's like the realization that that is mental. Even when, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous because there are people who are literally enslaved currently in this world. physically they're captured they are you know but what what I'm describing is the mental aspect and the knowing in your heart energy and the power that that has that no matter what you're subjected to like you you are not owned nothing can happen to you that yeah even even right before you die if someone is harming you and killing you you're not you can trust that you're not in your body you don't have to absorb that you go back, you're everything. And if we like treated each other like that, with that understanding of the connection to all and everything, it's. Yeah, I, I understand exactly what you mean. And it's very hard to articulate in language because like, 
it's like the idea that the truth, the truth that slavery is an illusion while at the same time acknowledging exactly like people are experiencing actual literal slavery. Yeah. And so it's not, a, it's not an illusion as in to say like, oh, if they just realized that they're not slaves, it would all go away. It's, it's way yeah. more complicated than that. The yes. Mind fuckery are so deep. Yes. Yes. It's the, the, the programming that we've received, but it's almost like I, we were talking a little bit about being biolocated, being split, being in different uh, lifetimes at the same time and coming in and out, <laughs> which is another topic, but it's almost like maybe that happened, whether it was done to me, which is one topic or whether I am in control of that. And it's actually divine because you can detach yourself and go into and heal throughout. Like you can shift back and forth between like, it's almost like when a trauma occurs, you leave your body almost. You, you, it's a reaction, dissociation, all of that. It's what it, what does that actually mean? Where is that actually going? Because it's being experienced and it's being felt, but can it be transferred and healed at the same time and therefore shifting all of the timelines that are associated with it all of the um threads of lessons of you know can't you just sort of pick it all up and carry it up in a tote and be like we're gonna clean all this up at the same time I actually (laughs) I believe you totally can and I believe that like that disassociation that you're talking about is, I mean, on one hand, it's not a bad thing. And I'm definitely not saying like, if somebody's experiencing an, an intense physical trauma, that oh, it's necessary. It's yeah, necessary. Exactly. You literally die. You leave your body. You have to, that's unacceptable. And love would not want you to endure that. Like that's not God, you know, that's not what is supposed to happen to you. You should not have that pain and harm it's coming to you. Mm-hmm. So you absolutely should be able to like, ah. <laughs> yeah, shift, create, create a distance. Exactly. Yeah. But it feels it's to our me shadow kind of what we can do when we, when we're going through some kind of trauma where we disassociate, it's like, I think the problem, the reason that becomes a tool for further fracturing consciousness, because I think that's what they're actually doing. Yeah we're not supposed to loop here in this karmic loop, reincarnating over and over and over. We're actually supposed to like come and go according to our free will. The karmic wheel is not a free will um, experience. So I think that in order to keep us here, they fracture us more and more and more over and over and over. So it's like broken pieces of our soul that we can't find and connect with. And so we can't, make the free will decision to come and go. And then I think that they're also embedding us in like, you know, the metaverse within the metaverse, within the metaverse, within a snow globe, within God's creation. Like, I think that there's all these like depths to it as well. Uh, uh, But I think like the, the way that they use our natural um, mechanism of disassociation at the point of intense trauma or a, a really intense experience they use it towards that fracturing because they get a, like we disassociate and then basically all this mind 
control programming is there to say like, just carry on, just carry on so that you stay disassociated. But I think actually the disassociation is so you can be out when the most intense stuff is happening and you can see a bigger picture and be in a higher frequency and then come back in from that higher vantage point. Like I remember that's kind of how it happened with Killian was like, obviously the moment of withdrawing life support from your child and watching them die in front of your eyes, very traumatic. And so in the moment while he was passing, I was present, but then afterwards I totally disassociated. But in that disassociation, it felt like I was able to see things from, and that's when he came in and he felt like a helium balloon and he was like, I'm free. Like, thank you. And, and so me being able to, I would not have been able to get that message if I had stayed in the like profound grief of yeah. that experience. Yeah. He gave me a new piece of the puzzle, a new understanding while I was disassociated, but eventually I had to come back into my body and be in the rest of the story, but I was able to bring in that new piece. But I think we're very much encouraged to not actually come back in our body to finish the Mm. story. We just like finish the rest of the story, but from this permanent level of disassociation and like almost like haunting our own lives. You know what I mean? Like we're just ghosts. Yes. It's our, it's like, I know you hear like shadow work and we think of our shadow, whether it's over our entire soul, all these different lifetimes, or if it's this lifetime only or whatever you're thinking, it's you, however you can open yourself and embrace all of it and love yourself and know how loved you are. It sounds so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but through that disassociation fracturing and all the stuff and you have to do all these things all the the system set up that you have to keep functioning you have to get up every day I understand what you mean it's like this weird um well like first of all the the simplicity but also the the simplicity of the underlying truth that has the ability to heal all of this is that that love that that love is everything it is us it is for us like we are loved and we are loved and we love yeah like it's all that that's love. all that it is I think of it it's like a visualization like I get into space and it's just like the gases and like the big bang sort of like everything the energy that created that it's love it's unbreakable. It's everything. So it's just, I get super excited sometimes thinking about all the structure of everything and spending time outside and how everything works, how bees communicate, how, uh, you know, birds know where to go. And what an incredible um, opportunity we all have to be on this planet in this lifetime. But at the same time, more than we are aware, we're battling things on a plane that we can't see. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about your perception of that and your experiences that have sort of led you to have that awareness. And then also let's wrap in like one of the things I loved about um, our group calls and the program that you were in was that um, you just always like you and I were on the same page where (laughs) whenever I would say like, 
but we are the darkness and we have, yes, can't just push it away and be angry. Acknowledge the fullness of the bullshit, but also then like be willing to own it fully. Otherwise, yes, it just perpetuates. It is us. You can't. Yes, it it just perpetuates. That's that. Uh, what do they say? Spiritual bypassing. But yeah. it's so much more than that. It literally is the fracture. That is what the division between everything is: is not accepting it uh, for yourself and <laughs> evaluating everything. It's just, uh it's like in that the thought process of what if you were Hitler? What if it was you? What if it was your child, soul, incarnation is Hitler? Yeah. You have to love yourself and love uh, your child in this lifetime. Yeah. And hopefully you can heal and right, release exactly. all of the things that are, because you're here now. That's all you have to do. You can't escape it. I'm and like, what don't you dare you- try to leave it because you're just going to keep doing it. Exactly. So exactly. So like, what are you going to do? Reject your child? No. Because their soul played like a horrible character role. You You can't. That's what perpetuates it. It's like that. Oh, but it goes so deep and you can't uh, get in the way of people's free will. Obviously it always comes back to that. And it's like, I wish it could just be this way. And it's like my idea better or the right way or what the divine blueprint is of humanity is very likely different than someone else's that's okay because it's everything we're in the multiverse everything is true everything is possible it's uh you can't say no to something but how do we handle when it's affecting everything on such a high level in our everyday lives I know you know what I'm saying it's Mm -hmm. the deception of simple things like the English language and we don't even realize what we're speaking about the words that we're using what we're doing with our language I almost like it's having to function in this world while at the same time wishing I could just like be in the Amazon laying on the ground just making sounds and transmuting energy like it's like I have to (laughs) but I'm really just cleaning the dishes you know, and it's, (laughs) I honestly think that this is some of the most intense work and not to like compare in any way. I just say that to sort of express like my recognition that it's very intense to navigate this total duality of being like a normal, yeah, you know, like, like I'm a normal normal. mom, or you could be a normal suburban mom or a normal, like city mom or whatever and it doesn't have to be a mom yeah. but basically anybody who your undercover role basically is to be an integrated part of this society with the realization that the society is so broken it's yeah. so messed up and yet we have relationships we have family members that aren't there yet they don't real they don't see it that way and they're not ready yeah. to and it's not our role to force it on them so we yeah. kind of like play a role that they can like to basically be what they need us to be while at the same time, secretly inwardly <laughs> energy and <laughs> located between multiple. Yeah. Yes. 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 I th- I feel like, um, often I realize like I'll be having a conversation <clears throat> and be completely looking up 
or sometimes I'll just go cross-eyed. Like, so I'll be in the thought of something, doing a, a task and somebody will come up to me and ask me a question and I have to start thinking about it. And I realize that my capacity to like process is overloaded. And it's probably because I am in so many other places doing all these other things. Like I'm saying, washing my dishes, but really I'm like, on the ground in the Amazon breathing and <laughs> making sense. Like, I swear, I swear I'm there. And uh, tell well, me maybe, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, who knows, right? Maybe you have like a literal um, concurrent other incarnation because that happens too. I've only seen one of them in the Akashic records, but I think it's because a lot of the time we don't really need to know yeah. if we are, we like have another avatar currently existing. Yeah. In, in this time, or it can also be in the past, right? But like you could be aware of yourself as a person in the Amazon, like live yeah. communion through the root chakra level and like transmuting energies while also having an awareness of yourself here as a human in this time, in this place, yep. set of circumstances. A lot absolutely mentally. It's a- Absolutely. And it's a like, I, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with opening up yeah, to that or like just sitting here in my physical body and I'll, I can open my eyes. I know where I am. I know what year it is. I know what's mm-hmm. going on, but also I know that I could be anywhere uh, <laughs> at the same time, but the, you know, it's just, that's amazing. What an incredible, <laughs> even just the idea of that, like, um, philosophically which obviously exists just the same thing over and over so that I guess leads me to the same thing over and over the archetypal stories that we talk about and being able to sometimes identify when triggers are happening or you're being tested in your life (laughs) and you're like this is literally hell on earth like this scene that I'm in right now is hell or you could be like okay so I'm gonna pull back be aware of myself and I'm going to take a deep breath and it's all fine now and I'm going to walk away (laughs) like just like totally being able to detach yourself from emotionally from things sometimes it's a very helpful tool (laughs) I think unfortunately we have been using it for um I guess survival purposes mostly right like being having that duality and being able to um fracture yourself (laughs) be in a different body or how people describe schizophrenia even it's like different personalities what if they're just channeling all these different beings what if they really are seeing all of these things and then you wonder to yourself if you have thoughts like this are you crazy but what does crazy even mean (laughs) and it's a you know uh that's a great question that's a really good question because even like so I have always been, especially in my twenties, I was really, um, a magnet for people who, um, have mental illness. And so I've, you know, like I've seen it up close. I mean, I've had my own experiences with it, but mine was depression and anxiety, which is definitely different from psychosis. Um, but I've seen people with psychosis and I've seen, the way that it affects their lives or like going into like, a, um, a, a really intense manic episode, for example. Um, I've known people who are schizophrenic and schizoaffective and like I I've, so I've seen them when they're not well or not mm-hmm. balanced. And 
That is a really good question. What is crazy? Because really it's just like your brain, your nervous system, your filtration system is, I believe it's like, it's not filtering out the things that everybody else's filter out. Yeah. So it's like getting so much information input and then, but then our <laughs> psyche also kind of warps it. You know what I mean? So yes. it's not like you're just dealing with like cold, hard facts in three different realities at once. Yes. You're, you're experiencing hints and pieces, bits and pieces of, you know, air quotes, cold, hard facts. And your brain is like warping them to try and make sense of it. And it's turning into this big, like fluid, psychedelic, insane experience. Yes. And if you don't have anybody to help you, then of course you're going to be ungrounded and you're going to have a really hard time functioning in any given reality that you're tuning into (laughs) and people are going to call you crazy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, um, sometimes when you stand up quickly and you get dizzy and you're you I feel like mm-hmm. good part of my life I've been able to be like oh that's just because my blood pressure spiked because I'm probably dehydrated and you like do your physical body assessment your medical assessment and now sometimes when that happens I'm like where's my energy let me call it back like I'm not like yeah. oh I'm probably dehydrated like <laughs> I'm like oh I need to be able to stay stable in this and balanced and fight through this and it's okay and it's passing and it's uh, like the assessments of like how you even do things every day for yourself it's like wild yeah I don't know yeah would you be willing to share with us um some of the things that you kind of feel coming down the line. Cause when we were chatting yesterday about doing this podcast together, you were just telling me some of the things that you've been going through and some, like just updating me a little bit and saying like, I feel like something, I don't know how you put it is like something big is coming this year or something, something like that. And I would love to yeah. hear more. It's just, it's sort of like my, my own personal, um, you know, hopes and dreams and goals for my physical reality. And it's sort of like wondering if I'm have to shatter it all and move on, either get a divorce or, you know, kind of work through it and seeing things as, um, in a partnership and with your spouse and thinking about them as a person or another entity. And sometimes not knowing or feeling like you're able to see their shadow stuff and how it's affecting you and how it's tied to you and your paths and uh, sharing, just like throwing love energy out at that and, and putting a boundary around myself. I feel like I've been able to notice in the past week or so changes in my physical reality and things that are happening in my everyday life. (laughs) Things are just coming together in a way that it's like, Uh, manifestation obviously like it's all I've been dreaming of and how I would how I would like to live in the world is more naturally and consciously and uh, have appreciation for the land and do as much as we can to be um minimize our footprint and all of those things for me it's important so we have bees now we're going to be planting a garden and have a fenced in area for our dogs. We're going to get chickens, um, do some hardscaping work and hopefully build some structures. And I would love to be able to practice more and do more with 
sound healing and Reiki and massage and things like that. And I just feel very like hopeful that I can create my reality in my life while I don't know how to put this into words. Also like navigating the duality. And it's like, <laughs> I know you understand this because it's, it's, it, it goes back and forth like a pendulum. Is it going to work? Am I going to leave? Is it going to, you know, am I going to do this or that? It's like a every, I don't even know, life's a movie, but <laughs> it's really, um, I don't know. I feel like my capacity to try to summarize the past, it's difficult when you're like married and you're connected with someone. If you haven't had a great relationship, but you believe in, in your partner and you believe in yourself and you trying to reconcile and see how you can make your life work. And it's like, is that worth it? Because to me, like money and any physical thing I have, it's not about possessions or, oh, my house is this and that. And I do this every day. It's not about that. It's about, do I feel supported and loved and connected? And I like need like a telepathic kind of understanding because I feel like I'm able to do that for people a lot, like assess needs and be there and do things. So then my expectation for my partner has been pretty high. I feel like, but it's, I think it's possible to have a positive reality and I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just went on a tailspin. Please do not use any of that. (laughs) Seriously, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now because my husband's here. He's unpacking some barn doors unloading them from his truck which I've we needed them I'm this is one of them will be a room for my bedroom to put a door on it which means a lot for me to have boundaries and to you know so it's like progress is what I was just talking about but it's happening in front of my eyes so it's just well it's really beautiful and too like I think that's a really interesting nuance in manifestation that doesn't really get talked about a lot because it is very nuanced, but I believe and have demonstrated to myself through my manifestation that it is possible to elicit a different version of our, like whoever in our, like a different version of our partner, a different version of our child, a different version of our friend, our boss, whatever well, at the same time, not imposing on their free will. So it's not like, it's not like we're trying to manifest them into being a different person. But what it feels like is like, I remember when I kind of became aware of this, I think it was was when I worked as a cleaner and I don't know, for whatever reason, I think it's because I was able to get along with somebody that everyone else was like, she's a bitch. And I was like, I don't know. I've never had that experience with her, Totally. but I observed and I was like, yeah, I can see how she is to other people. Um, and, and I was like, I wonder why it's not that way with me. And I was sort of looking at her and understanding like, oh, we're all like infinitely faceted diamonds, but just for the sake of like, you know, making a bit easier to understand, let's pretend it's not infinite. Let's just say it's like a diamond with like a, a princess cut. Right. So like you, every person is the diamond, but the way that your internal vibration and your stories are, yes, it affects how they react to you. 
Exactly. It's like you're presenting a certain facet of your diamond and that causes them to present a certain facet of theirs. And if you turn yours without doing it to manipulate them, you're just turning your own story. You're turning your own diamond. Then there, the possibility is definitely there that the other person's diamond will turn. And if they are not meant to actually be with you, like let's say in a romantic relationship, it's like doing, basically doing your inner work makes me think of the Joe Thomas episode, like do your inner work. If you do your inner work, then, um, if they're not actually, you know, meant how to put it, it's like not, not meant to be in your life, but if it's not congruent, if you're not going to walk forward together on the same timeline, they will turn their diamond, but it will, they will move out and something else will shift in. And it's like just a way. It's a lot of work, but it's also, is it, is it more work than having a bunch of drama? I don't think so. Like a bunch of fights and drama, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's still a lot of work, but I think it's less work than trying to make, like make the relationship work. <laughs> it's a different kind of work. I, I would say it's like when you know you're being tested or you're in a situation, like I was kind of like mentioning before, you can like step out of it and just be like, oh yeah, I can just change that by changing my energy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to react to this. I can just get in myself and get into a mental state of my own and I will do what I'm doing and they can do what they're doing, (laughs) but it's on a different level. It's really energetic. And then they, it, it has effects beyond that. I've noticed like the other morning, I guess it was yesterday morning. I was thinking about all of this and I was doing, um, cleansing my energy the best that I could asking my angels for assistance and using Epsom salt and getting in the shower. Whenever I'm in the shower, I imagine all, any and all fractals of energy are, they can move right into the water. And that's like how I move that energy. Like, I'll just say, release anything that's not mine, you know, normal hygiene things. But this morning, yesterday morning, I was really feeling it. (laughs) Something was going on. (laughs) And, um, I was having thoughts in my head of like, sort of like what I want in my life. And this sounds kind of corny because I don't want to talk about myself and what I want in my life, but it's like how I want to live my life, which really matters a lot for everyone individually. And uh, (laughs) I don't know how to put it, but it's like, I almost had a conversation, sort of like I made an agreement in my mind with my husband, but I thought he left. Like he, he said goodbye to me and he left. And then I was having these thoughts in my mind and then he like appeared and it's not, he like was like super horny and wanted to have sex with me. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, that is what I want. Cause that's what I was just thinking. Like I should get fucked every day. I'm sorry to say it like that. But like for me personally, I feel like in my life, I need to have a love where I'm like free and supported and things get done. And like, I need to have sex every day and feel open and joy and like be able to have positive things and like, fuck yes, energy only. Like, this is how I want to live, right? <laughs> and then so he comes back up and he's like, <sighs> and then I'm thinking in my head, am I making an agreement right now with some kind of energy that I'm transferring through my like root chakra? Is it like, it could be viewed as like scary. Like, is this a vampire who's just tricking me 
is a thought that could come to your head. But then it's also like, no, I believe and I'm going to call in my highest self and his high self and only like love energy and kind of try to do some high magic. Some, you know what I mean? Because why not? If you can, right? It's okay, right? Well, totally. And and I think like with that kind of magic, because you know, because you were in Sorceress. So I really went into like, woohoo, differentiating between the magics. And I just feel like as long as we're not like actually trying to project manipulating, controlling thoughts into somebody, we're just adjusting our own energy and talking to our own hologram. Like, yeah there is such a thing as instant manifestation. And that's an example of you just getting really clear and being like, this is what I want. And this is how, like, this is what I I want. And I I think my energy was attractive to him. Like he could feel my energy. Something pulled him back up. Like he knew, right? you know? And it's like, oh, ah, cool. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, so it's like, it's high magic that affects the way that we experience our relationships with other people, but it's not done with the intention of changing the other person. It's done with the intention of like being a powerful creator with our, within our own experience. And it's such a subtle nuance, but it's a really, really, really important one. And I agree with you. If we can do that kind of high magic, why wouldn't we? Why, yeah, wouldn't, why we? wouldn't I? <laughs> if it doesn't involve ritual, it doesn't involve sacrifice, it doesn't involve manipulation, yeah. it doesn't involve yeah. the right of anybody's free will, then why wouldn't we be powerful? That's the cleanest thing I've ever heard. It's Epsom salt cleansing water <laughs> in the water in the shower with my husband, who I'm married to. Like, that's the cleanest transaction I could ever imagine. The purest, like, oh, my ears are like tingling. <laughs> that's another thing the physical symptoms and signs and like things like my ears are vibrating right now I don't know how to explain this like my eardrums are like excited (laughs) (laughs) I don't know oh well well. (laughs) so good I feel like so many um really powerful things came out just really beautiful. I don't know. I think you have a beautiful mind. I love, I love hearing your shares and I love talking to you. And I, I think that you, even though your awakening was like relatively recent, I feel like you've integrated it so well and you see and understand the things that are like very challenging to articulate, but I can hear as you're articulating it. I'm like, she gets it. (laughs) I hope so. And I mean, honestly, if we have some more time, maybe we can talk again and hopefully, you know, you can assemble this into something that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, But there's a lot, a lot we could talk about. And I always appreciate talking with you. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful mind and your experiences. And we definitely have to do it again. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Well, that's a wrap. I truly hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you got some good activations, insights, and inspirations from what was shared today. I want to remind you that you can review the show on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win a free 45-minute Akashic Records reading with me to be shared on the show. Just remember to screenshot your review before you submit it and send it via email to amy at the northstarguidance.com to be entered into the monthly draw. 
I want to thank my Patreon members from the bottom of my heart for supporting this show. You guys, you cannot possibly know what your support means to me. Seriously. If everything else in my business had to be shut down, the podcast is the thing that I want to keep going and your support means that it can keep going. (laughs) On Patreon, I share bonus conversations, gifts from my guests, weekly dope-ass energy reports, quarterly group hug calls, and more. To become a supporter, use the link in the show notes and head on over to my Patreon. And I want to give a shout out to May, who edits all of these podcasts, as well as the Goddess Support team for all that they do to keep this operation running smoothly. Finally, I want to thank you, beautiful listener, for the valuable currency of your time and attention. I do not take it for granted. You are a powerful creator, and may everything in this podcast serve you in your highest creations. Your listenership means the world to me truly truly without you I would just be talking to myself so my beloved listener have a beautiful day or night wherever you are and I will catch you on the next episode